And let the church say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice in it. And you know, just saying hallelujah means praise God. It's a privilege and a blessing to be in Christ. It's a privilege and a blessing to be here today. Amen. Where else should the Lord's people be on the Lord's day but in the house of the Lord? Amen. We want to thank Brother Jameson. Amen. And we want to thank Brother Dean for leading us in those hymns of praise. Amen. So let's continue to have a hallelujah shouting good time in the Lord today. I won't be long, but I hope to be strong. Amen. We see in the gospel according to John, in that passage of scripture in chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, that we will consider today, but giving honor and glory to God, thanking my father in the gospel, Dr. Daniel Harrison, for the opportunity to stand before you today in his pulpit. Amen. I thank you. I thank my lovely wife, Tenzi, who led me to Christ. I don't know where I would be without her. I would not, I wouldn't, probably would not be in the land of the living. Amen. For she truly saved my life. My preacher saved my soul. I have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. And so, I hope that you're ready to give some praise to God this morning. All right, and I hope that you see less of me and more of Christ on the cross. Amen. We see that Jesus, around John 15, verse number one, speaking to his disciples, and the context of this text. Jesus is in the upper room. After having entered Jerusalem on Sunday, they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. After having supper in the upper room, after telling the disciples that he must go back to the Father. After taking off his garments and washing the disciples' feet. After giving the disciples a new commandment that ye love one another. We're familiar with that. Say amen when you can. By this shall all men know 
that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. After leaving the upper room, going to the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus tells his disciples these words in John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Verse number eight. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. On all the disciples, say amen. We are his disciples. We are his servants. He is our master. He wants our hearts. Let me say that one more time. What does the Lord desire of his servants? The Lord wants your heart. What does he desire of his servants? The Lord wants your hands. The Lord wants your faith. And the Lord wants your works. The Lord wants your heart and the Lord wants your hands. For the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
The Lord wants your heart. There's no way that you can serve the Lord without giving him your whole heart. Just like my wife. Brethren, when you say, I do, your wife wants your heart. Now, whatever you used to do, you have to forget about it. Stop. And then women have a knack of asking a question. You know how, you know how women are, brothers. They will ask you a profound question. First, they will ask you, do you love me? Brethren, say amen when you can. And you'll say, yes, you know I love you. Then they will ask you a more profound question. Why? Amen? Say amen when you can, brethren. I'm up here all by myself. <laughs> and so, marriage, marriage is a sacrament of God. All right? Do you love the Lord? The Lord wants your heart. The Lord wants your hands. We have to do more than just say, I love the Lord. I have to do more than just say, I love Tensi. I love, I, I do, I love Tensi. But every morning when the alarm clock goes off, Tensi expects me to be a good husband and get up and work. She's got my heart, but she also wants my hands to do some work. Amen? All right. I'm trying to make a point here. I'm not, I don't, I very seldom will put my wife on the spot, right? Very seldom will I put her in the sermon. Amen? But my point simply is, the Lord wants your heart. Doesn't say anything about how much money you make. Doesn't say anything about how big your house may be. Doesn't say anything about what type of car you may drive. Doesn't say anything about how fat your bank account may be. The Lord wants your heart. The Lord wants your hands. You have to Put in some work for the Lord if you are going to be his disciple. So what type of work am I talking about? I'm talking about winning souls for the Lord. You don't need no special consideration. You don't need no extensive education to win souls for the Lord. Amen. I'm getting ahead of myself. Amen. Working in the Lord's vineyard brings joy to the worker. Working in the Lord's vineyard brings joy to his disciples. Working in the Lord's vineyard glorifies God. The Bible says, I think in Matthew 5 and 16, by your good works, you glorify God. God will be glorified by our good works, amen? And if we are working in the Lord's vineyard, amen, we will be bearing much fruit 
and giving glory to God. That's what verse number 8 is saying. Amen. Let me reread it for emphasis sake, I believe. Verse number 8 and 9. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Amen. Not only that, amen, but if we went to the Bible where it says that the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23, the, the Bible says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Amen? Faith is important. But works are an important part, too. We are created in Christ for this very purpose. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Some good works. God wants your hands as well as your heart. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works. After you went down into the water, after you confessed his name, came up out of the water, we were in Christ created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Are we prepared, Chatham, to give glory to God by the work of our hands, to work in his vineyard, to do those things that Christ wants his disciples to do? That we love one another? Without love, we are as a tinkling symbol. Amen? We got to love one another. Amen? We can't overemphasize that fact. Like I say, it doesn't matter about anything else. If you have not love in your heart, one for another, you cannot be his disciple. Amen? Doesn't matter how much you work, what you do, and if you don't have love in your heart, one for another. We want to be known as the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, there's a whole lot of love. Amen? Oh, Y'all didn't say amen. Everybody that wants to go to heaven, say amen. Amen. We can sing that song. Amen. And so... I'm not going to be long, but I want it to be strong. 
Amen? It's a very simple message. The Lord wants your heart. And the Lord wants your hands. There's no reason that we cannot serve the Lord the way the Lord expects us to serve him. All right? We got a leader. Amen? There's our leader over there. Amen. About 50 years, Dr. Harrison. Amen. You ever went to a, a job interview? Some of you may have went to a job interview and the person said, well, we were looking for somebody with experience. Never, never happened to you? They say, we were looking for somebody, you know, with more experience. Um, we've got the leader. God has placed the leader where the leader's supposed to be to lead the body of Christ where God wants the body to go. Amen? It's our job to do what God said we are to do. Our hands, my hands are still pretty good, all right? But my heart, as long as my heart is pumping, I'm going to love the Lord. Amen? Say amen when you can, church. As long as your heart is pumping, you are to love one another. Say amen when you can, church. There's no way that you can get into heaven without loving one another. There's no way you can get into heaven without loving the Lord. Amen? All right. So, amen. I think. Jesus told the disciples, when I leave, at the end of the chapter, he, you know, it, when I leave, out of sight is out of mind. When I leave, some of you are not going to be as fervent in prayer. And some of you are not going to continue to follow. Some of you are going to fall away. Amen? We know what happened when they got to the Garden of Gethsemane. We know that Judas, the one who betrayed him, came and pointed him out, and they took Jesus away. We know that Peter said, I will never leave you. I will die with you. We know that Jesus told Peter, before the cock crows, you will deny me thrice. Amen? We know that the disciples scattered to separate destinations. We know that before the morning came, before the sun came up, Peter had said, I know not the man. I don't know the man. I'm not one of his disciples. Even though I talk a little bit like I'm from Galilee, I do not know the man. Amen? If you're going to be a disciple, it's going to be some rough, it's going to be some, you're going to have to climb the rough side of the mountain sometime. It's not going to be a picnic every day. As somebody said, it's not going to be howdy, howdy every day. There's going to be some potholes in the road. But I'd rather go through the potholes in the road with Jesus than go through the potholes in the road by myself. I'd rather go into the hospital not knowing what is going to happen with Jesus than go into the hospital without Jesus. I'd rather have to worry about 
what my Lord has in store for me as a humble servant than just saying, I don't know what tomorrow may bring. Maybe I'll be here. Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow, I may die. But we are the children by faith in Jesus Christ. Bought with a price. Covered by the blood. Living under a new testament, a new covenant. Amen? A better covenant. Amen? But the price had to be paid. And so now our responsibility, our condition is to glorify God by our works, to remain faithful unto the end, to stay in the word, to abide in the vine, to be a branch fed by the sap from the vine. And somebody said, the Holy Spirit runs inside the true vine. The branches in the vine, that's us, receive the Holy Spirit from the vine. Amen. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Doc, you doing okay? Uh, okay. All right. And so, the Bible says that we are to abide. That means to remain. That's, that's, that's an old word, but that means to stick with it. Don't let it go. Don't leave. Hold on for dear life. Abide in him, and he will abide in you. Amen? I don't have too much more to add to what the word of God says in John chapter 15. But John chapter 15 leads you into John chapter 16. And John chapter 16 will lead you to the Holy Spirit. And John chapter 17 will lead you to that prayer that Jesus prayed for the disciples. Amen. And we are all included in that prayer. Preach the gospel that others may believe on his name. Amen. And so John chapter 17 will lead us all the way to Acts chapter 1, yep. around verse number 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. 
and said, this same Jesus that was taken up will one day return. When he returns, he's coming back in glory. When he returns, he's not coming back to suffer. When he returns, he's not coming back with an offering unto sin. When he returns, he's coming back for his church. Will you be ready when he returns? He wants your heart. And he wants your hands. I've spoken to you long enough. There may be somebody here under the weak sound of my voice who does not know the Lord. You come to the Lord by hearing the gospel, believing it with all your heart, repenting of your sins, confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Son of the living God, and being buried in water. To be buried in baptism means to die to your sins. To be buried in water means that you are crucified to your sins. And to rise up out of that water, you are a new, creature, a new creation, a new creature in Christ. Yeah. And then you are added to the church. You are born again of the water and the spirit. Mm -hmm. You cannot join the Lord's church. You must be born again of the water and the spirit. All right. Here is water. What doth hindereth you from being baptized? If you believe, if you repent, if you confess, you can be added to the Lord's church. Amen. There may be somebody today who's ready to be added to the Lord's church, who's ready to become a disciple, a servant, a child by faith. And call on his name, Abba, Father, Amen. Won't you stand while we sing a song of encouragement?